0: So if your phone is going off and you're reading an article on, um, you know, all of the things in your life that could be toxic, and then your child is crying in the other room and, you know, you have the news on and it's talking about another school shooting. These are all now the stressors in your lives. These are the bears in the woods that are scary. So. Getting into that stress response is not a bad thing. It's something that allows us to survive. It's staying in that stress response that can have a detrimental impact on our health. That's not irreversible, but that's when you start to see the brain fog, the inflammation, the inflammatory condition, the hormonal dysregulation. All of these symptoms that can start to accumulate as a result of that
1: prolonged stress. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Babe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech, endometriosis advocate and author, self-love and wellness junkie, and I'm on a mission to help you thrive with endometriosis and improve your quality of life. On the Endo Babe podcast, you'll hear empowering conversations with myself and experts as we dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, brain training, holistic healing, functional medicine, spirituality, self-love, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass babes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered in your own health journey with the confidence and belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babe? See you in the podcast. Hello, my beautiful soul. This episode is brought to you by The Crystal Aesthetic. I created this company in 2022 for you, for me, and for anyone who seeks depth and meaning, believes in the unknown, and knows there's more to life than meets the eye. This company was inspired by magic and everything that I love and believe in, the universe, the journey, cosmic cowgirls, country rock, and wild witchy women. As a woman-owned lifestyle brand, we're dedicated to helping you feel comfortable in your skin and raising awareness about endometriosis and empowering you to love yourself even on the hard days. Just like you, our items are full of magic and created with the intention of bringing comfort and style, whether you're snuggled up on the couch, exploring in nature, or hitting the town. Proceeds from this company are going to be donated to help support this podcast and making it free and donated to support endometriosis research. Let's hear it for small enchanted spoonie businesses and I hope you find something magical that you love. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Endobabe Podcast. Today I chatted with Lindsay Mitchell who's the founder of Vital Side which is a membership program that empowers those with chronic illnesses and limbic system impairment to retrain their brain out of chronic stress response so they can finally get relief from their symptoms and find freedom in their lives. She is amazing. It was a wonderful conversation. She's also a physician assistant. So her knowledge of the science aspect of things and really being able to tie that into healing inflammation and healing chronic illness, including endometriosis or improving your symptoms and improving your quality of life was amazing. She is a wealth of information. I know you're going to love listening to her. She has a fantastic story about, really incredible story about being diagnosed with Lyme disease. And she called herself a rebel because like I'm sure a lot of us can relate. She got this diagnoses and was told you're just going to have to live with this forever. And she was like, no, that's BS. I don't believe that. I'm going to figure out how to improve my my symptoms um, and my quality of life. And she went from conventional medicine to alternative health and really ultimately found that working with her nervous system was the key that was missing or the puzzle piece that was missing in her healing journey, and finally being able to step into healing. It's an empowering conversation. I know you're going to love her. If you want to connect with her at all, I'm going to put all of her links in the show notes. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome, Lindsay. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I usually start by having you tell everybody who you are and how you got into doing what you're doing now.
0: Yeah. So, my name is Lindsay Mitchell. I'm the founder of Vital Side, which is a brain retraining program. And I specifically designed it for people who have chronic illnesses and chronic symptoms. So, brain fog, dizziness, fatigue pain that comes and goes, hormonal issues, and then the diagnoses like chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, PCOS, uh, MCAS, mast cell activation syndrome, a lot of these more kind of chronic conditions that don't have a very clear-cut treatment. And what i have found is with a lot of these diagnoses and symptoms they have this one thing in common and that is the body is responding in hyperinflammation and you know i know we'll kind of get into this as far as um you know inflammation with endometriosis as well but a lot of these kind of chronic conditions chronic symptoms have that inflammation in common So what I specifically do in vital side is work to decrease that hyper inflammatory reactionary response in the nervous system. And I kind of help people in facilitating that process. So it's really cool because the body is really designed for our own resilience. And a lot of times we, don't know quite how to tap into that. And that's what I teach in my programs in vital side. And I got started in this work. Um, I have a background in internal medicine and I worked as a PA in internal medicine and love medicine, you know, love kind of the, the Western medical world. And that's, that was my world. That was my training. And then I ended up being diagnosed with a chronic condition. So I got the diagnosis of Lyme disease. And like a lot of these other chronic conditions out there, it's just something that is very confusing <laughs> when you're diagnosed with it, right? It's like your body is responding with all these hyperinflammatory symptoms. Like for me, I had Uh, food sensitivities and daily migraines and joint pain. My joints would swell up so big and there was no specific prognosis or treatment plan in that Western world. And then when I turned to the more alternative integrative fields, again, it was like a lot of things were being thrown at the condition, just like, you know, a lot of these chronic conditions like endometriosis. And it was very confusing and very complex. And I ended up being disappointed time and time again, after taking like 80 supplements a day and doing all of these different treatments and basically having to completely put my life on hold as a result of trying to feel better. And what I ended up Discovering throughout my healing journey, which was this kind of almost two year process, was that my body was responding in this hyper inflammatory way. So when I introduced the supplement or like the healthy diet or, you know, these different changes that I was making, my body was still responding with hyperinflammation and hyper reactivity or going into that survival response of fight, flight or freeze. So when I started to put my focused attention on decreasing that stress response is really what it is then I was able to change how my body was responding and ultimately how I felt. So this really laid the foundation out for me for my body to heal. And so when I was able to communicate that new signal to my body of resiliency and safety and strength, then my body was able to start to take the supplement well and eat the foods. And so I created this Shift in my own physiology in my body, and my body responded. And that's ultimately how I made that full recovery from Lyme disease and then created Vital Side in 2018. And now I've helped, you know, over 2,000 people worldwide in addressing that chronic stress response. And giving people the resources to decrease that stress response to see changes to their bodies. So it's been super fun to to be part of this, you know, passion project of mine and watch people change the way that they feel and develop that habit of, of feeling good, which you know, as as you know, is is hard to come by in this world of healing.
1: It really is. And wow, what an incredible story. I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are resonating to a lot of points in your story, specifically the, I'm trying to do all of the things and I've turned to alternative medicine and I'm doing all of these things, taking all the supplements, supposed to be like eating this restrictive diet and I'm still feeling like absolute garbage. And so it mm-hmm. seems like the brain retraining and like healing your nervous system is like the magic key to help you really start to actually heal.
0: Totally. And I think something to take note of, because you know on my Instagram account and email and stuff like that, a lot of times people will ask me, well, have you worked specifically with my condition? And they give the diagnoses, whether it's mold illness or you know, whatever it is, Lyme disease, all these different diagnoses. And so if you're listening and if you're curious, like, okay, but will brain retraining help me? That it always comes back to inflammation. So if you recognize that your body is responding in this hyper inflammatory, hyper reactionary way, that's the information that you need to know. So you can tell that a couple ways, like by the symptoms, you know, do you have pain that comes and goes? Are you sensitive to more than five foods? Do you smell things and are in areas where all of a sudden you'll feel that like brain fog or dizziness is a result of the smell or the chemical? The, there are ways to kind of understand if this is something where your body is in this hyperinflammatory state. But typically, it's those people, those of us who have been diagnosed with their the chronic illness. And we can say, Oh, yeah, right. My body is responding in this way. And hormone dysregulation is, you know, a pretty common sign of that as well. It's like, okay, I'm doing all the right things, right? Like you said, I'm eating all the right foods, or I'm changing my lifestyle, but I'm still not feeling better. And maybe I still have that kind of dysregulation of hormones. So it's important to kind of understand, yeah, we are living in that dysregulated state. So, what can I do about it? And I know, you know, that's why you have your podcast is really to empower those, you know, people out there who are dealing with these chronic conditions um, and want to be empowered in their healing journey. So, it's important to understand what's going on and then how you can start to shift and change out of that response to tap into your own natural resilience.
1: Exactly. And I think, and this might be a little far-fetched, but I would feel like, like what percentage of the population do you think is walking around with chronic inflammation right now, regardless of like chronic illness or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, from my research, and right now I'm in like full on research mode. I have like 16 books sitting next to me right now just because I'm preparing for a lot of big projects coming up. But (laughs) from my research, the studies I've read, the books, the clients I've worked with, you know, my audience, I would say probably 99% of people, and to all varying degrees, but but the thing is, Chelsea, is we are dysregulated and that's okay. And I'm hoping to really normalize this concept, not in the way that we accept it and we say, oh, yeah, we're dysregulated. It's okay. Let's keep going. In the way of we are living in this dysregulated state and it is impacting us. And it's not anyone's fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault it's a result of a combination of things, societal pressures and conditioning we've had since we were children and modeling we get from the do more culture. Like there's so many moving pieces to it. And a lot of books that will say, no, it's you, it's your fault because you Aren't eating right, right? You're eating GMO <laughs> foods, or you're living in a, a house that has um, you know, water damage, right? And so there's a lot of blame and shame and confusion going on. So something that has recently come to my attention that is really something that I'm passionate about is like, hey, let's normalize the fact that we live in a dysregulated state now, knowing that. How can we take incremental steps to become more dynamic? Now, we're not meant to be in a state of growth and repair or rest and digest all the time. So, that's typically more of that euphoric state that you may feel. Uh, let's say you, you know, wake up in the morning, you have all the time in the world, right? There's nothing on your to do list that day. And you get into the hot tub, maybe you have a, a a nice hot tub outside and, you know, it's a beautiful day and you're breathing in the hot tub. Maybe you do a meditation, you come out of the hot tub, you're like real, you know, in this state where you're relaxed, yes, but you may feel a little bit more sharp, like you have a little bit more clarity. And so perhaps that is your version of that rest and digest state. But we're not designed to simply live in that state all the time. We're designed to be dynamic. So to go in and out of our survival states, but also be able to quickly enter back into that rest and digest state. And if you look at animals in the wild, they're doing this all the time. And you look at your dog at home, like, you know, you may be taking him for a walk and a dog kind of nips at him and he like kind of protects himself in that moment goes into that fight flight state and then when you walk away he literally shakes off that encounter so the emotion or the neurochemistry or the physiology behind that stressful encounter is shaken off and then he moves on so then you, like, come back to the house and he's like, hmm, I'm hungry. Mm, time for a nap. Like, you know, dogs are such a good symbol of presence. But animals are such a good symbol of moving through life in a dynamic way. But we have, you know, come to this place where we're living in a society where there are so many stressors within the technology the to-dos, the daily habits. And what we can do now, what is an empowering thought is to understand that we are dysregulated and then work on creating these incremental habits to start creating
1: the ability to be more dynamic in our lives. that really is beautiful. It's a like bringing awareness to yes, we're dysregulated in this moment and empowering yourself. And I have the tools to like bring, make myself more dynamic and flow in and out of these different levels, right? Of fight or flight and rest and digest and all of the things. It's very powerful.
0: It is. And, and there are a lot of systems in this world that take away our power <laughs> and I say that and you know I laugh because it, it is kind of obvious um to some extent because we can constantly feel especially as a female under pressure you know there's pressures of um you know, being that perfect mother, being that Instagrammable wife, being a business owner and entrepreneur, also being regulated, being able to breathe, being able to have a good diet, (laughs) you know, it's like one thing after another, and then maintaining friendships and a social life and your figure, like, there's so many pressures that we as females have, and, and, um, you know, other genders as well. But it's, something that our society has tended to expect from us. So now is the time for this awareness of this pressure, this collective pressure we may be feeling and then doing something totally different. And that means education, education, you know, educating ourselves, educating our, our kids, the people in our lives, Of like, this is a bit of BS and now it's time to look at these expectations we may have for ourselves or that society has for us and do things differently. You know, now it's time to do that. So then we start creating habits and desires and emotions and a life that feels more aligned To us. And it can start with the nervous system, right? A lot of times, this autonomic nervous system piece is the first piece to start integrating into your life prior to doing the diet or that new workout routine or the trauma therapy that you know is something you've put on the back burner since you were a kid, but you know it's something you have to do in the future. A lot of times implementing these nervous system regulation tools is that first catalyst for change so that you can show up in your life and be more confident and um, feel more capable you know, to address that trauma or to to take that next leap, whatever that may be.
1: Amazing. I'm very excited to chat a little more about it for those that are listening that are like, okay, I am very lost. She's talking about parts of the nervous system that I've never heard of before. Can you kind of break that down for everybody?
0: Yes. Yes. So I use words like fight or flight and rest and digest, because they're a bit trending right now. We may have heard them. So uh, basically, the nervous system houses a part of the nervous system called the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system is basically responsible for your ability to survive. So this is a really good thing because we want to survive <laughs> and we were built to survive. So what's interesting is like, we weren't designed to thrive and, um, you know, be in this place of balance and ease. We're actually as animals, as mammals in particular made to survive. Now that said, uh, as life has changed and evolved in this year, you know, right now we're in 2022, the end of the year, we have a lot more easy, readily accessible stressors. So maybe, you know, early humans were fighting for their food and they would be in these survival responses to hunt, or to protect their families. And then that danger would leave and they go back to you know their safety, their shelter, and they are able to access that rest and digest response. So as animals were created to live and move through these responses in, again, that dynamic way. So not being in one particular response of like fight, or flee, or calm and relax, or freeze, which is another survival response. We're designed to move in and out of them pretty readily. And so fast forward to 2022, our bodies have picked up this information that we're exposed to more stressors. So the stressor isn't just the wild animal that maybe is like, all of a sudden you see a bear like in your backyard if you live in the woods and you're like, ah, you know, and you go into that stress response. But what has happened is with a lot of information and a lot of exposure to a lot of different things, our bodies and our nervous systems may pick up information that other things are dangerous. When our phone rings, that could be a danger. When we get an email from our boss, without even reading the email, that could be a danger. Or if we read that article on how bread is bad for you, and then we see that loaf of bread that your partner brought home from the store, and all of a sudden, ooh, that bread becomes a danger. So I want you to know if you're thinking about this, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. It's not something that you're consciously aware of. So it's not like you read that article on bread and then all of a sudden you are like, oh, that is scary. And now I will respond in stress. Oftentimes we have a accumulation of evidence in our lives that deems something as dangerous. So maybe it was a traumatic experience that we have had. Maybe it's multiple resources we've read about saying that one thing is dangerous. You know, there's so much information out there now, which is a beautiful thing. But as a result of that, it can also be something that we consume And then something that our nervous system, our bodies now respond is this thing is dangerous. You know, food is a pretty common one to have this happen because there's a lot of information about food, Um, you know smells and toxins and all of these different things. And not to say that we can't get into a a good habit with what works for our bodies and eat whole foods and, um, you know, live in an environment that is healthy for our own needs, but I'm specifically talking about the nervous system. So if your phone is going off and you're reading an article on, um, you know, all of the things in your life that could be toxic, and then your child is crying in the other room, and you know you have the news on, and it's talking about another school shooting. These are all now the stressors in your lives. These are the bears in the woods that are scary. So getting into that stress response is not a bad thing. It's something that allows us to survive. It's staying in that stress response that can have a detrimental impact on our health. That's not irreversible, but that's when you start to see the brain fog, the inflammation, the inflammatory condition, the hormonal dysregulation, All of these symptoms that can start to accumulate as a result of that prolonged stress. Again, it's not a conscious thing. And it's not even necessarily a choice, right? It's just something that has happened this perfect storm of stressors that have accumulated over time, maybe since childhood. And then this becomes your perfect storm for your body to say, Yeah, the world is a dangerous place. And now I'm going to start responding like a lot of things in life are dangerous. And that's when you begin to live in that dysregulated state. And you may um, recognize, you know, you've get those symptoms or that diagnosis. One thing I will mention. Um, you know, before we kind of move on, it's it's a little bit more complex. But when we're living in that hyper-stressed, hyper-inflammatory state, something that happens is the blood-brain barrier, which is a series of uh, blood vessels in your body responsible for weeding out toxins, becomes more permeable. So all of a sudden, you may recognize, oh, I'm like showing up positive for all these different viruses or bacterial infections or whatever it is. Right? I've got now. I've been diagnosed with Epstein Barr and you know the kind of a slew of these different viruses. So when when people say that to me, I think, okay, what would happen if we decrease that inflammation? What would happen if your body wasn't in that chronic state all of the time? Not to say we turn it off completely, but what if we created more of that ability to be dynamic in and out of these stress response, connecting with your natural resilience more often than not, right? Connecting with that rest and digest response, Um more often to help you to be able to toggle in and out of these responses. And that's where you can notice your immune system starts to function better. You start to feel better, more happy, you know, motivated, right? These different things that are naturally what happens as a result of beginning to create that more um, regulated state.
1: How soon do you feel like, or have you noticed in your practice, people start to feel better and see symptom improvement after starting brain retraining?
0: Yeah, everyone is super different. And, you know, I've had people on the very first day of using Rewire, which is my membership program for people with chronic illnesses. And they say, oh my gosh, I already feel so much better. Like I'm so calm. And I say, cool, keep practicing. You know, other times, like I had one woman who I was working with last year, who every day she was using a lot of these, I teach these structured tools to use throughout the day. And she was using them daily and daily. And she was getting frustrated because she wasn't seeing a change. And it literally she said at the three-month mark, she started to feel more calm. And at the five-month mark, just doing these daily practices, it was like an overnight shift of that symptom relief. And she was like, oh my gosh, I would have never known that. Like I, there were many times I wanted to just quit, but I'm so happy I didn't because it was like an overnight shift. And so you have to think about How fast our brains change. So, you know, I I know I mentioned the nervous system, the autonomic nervous system. It's actually, you know, this piece of keeping you alive, keeping you surviving. Yes, but it's triggered in the brain, right? So, in these different parts of the brain that communicate to the rest of the body, whether you're in danger or you're experiencing safety. So it's likely that for a long time, for a lot of people, including myself, you've been in this primary go-to stress response state. And when you begin to recognize how long you've been in it and the series of events that have likely taken place to lead you to this point where you're like in this 24-7 state, you have to give yourself grace and understanding that it takes time to unravel and create a new communication in your brain and your body and your body to your brain. Because our brains and our bodies are always communicating with each other. Oh, this is dangerous. Oh, this is safe. So it's creating more of that safety. And when we're able to do that and we give ourselves the time, again, it's like this buildup of shifts. So some people start to see it pretty fast because our brains change within milliseconds. But it actually takes six months. This is the research we have Um, studying neuroplasticity or meaning um, this concept of the brain changes, just meaning that the brain is malleable, it's ever-changing. And this is actually new information within the last three decades. um, Now that we have the technology to study the brain, a lot of times, you know, prior to the 2000s, we kind of thought that the brain was fixed, that Parts of the brain worked in one specific way, and and that's it. But our brains actually change. We can actually birth new brain, new neurons, new brain cells, um, which is the process of neurogenesis. And our our brains themselves are malleable, and they can be changed. And so this is really good news for us. But our brains change within milliseconds, but it takes about six months to create new neural networks in the brain. And new neural networks are these communication that takes place um, between the brain cells in our brains, and then communication that they send to the rest of our bodies. So knowing that, that six-month mark, I tell people who start Rewire, I say, you know, it's a commitment of six months of using the tools minimum. So for that person who on day one was seeing changes, amazing, keep practicing. Uh, I had someone who started the program uh, in 2020, who on day three, she said, my back pain is entirely gone. I feel so good. I said, that's wonderful. Keep practicing, you know, to the woman who has been practicing for five months and just started seeing changes. I say, that's wonderful. Keep practicing. Because as we know, for those of us who have any interest in creating habits or, um, you know, more of those personal development tools, those small incremental daily shifts that we make are a big deal. So when we communicate safety, let's say safety is a a wonderful communication that a lot of people who are experiencing the stress response um, haven't communicated for some time, when we're able to communicate that once and then again and again and again and again, we're creating a new habit so that it's easier to go there. So just last night uh one of my colleagues who runs a program with me called Elevate she's a laughter wellness coach her name is Bianca Spears and so we were leading our group through this laughter and a couple of the members were new and, and they were saying you know oh it's it's really hard to laugh and one of the members who had been with us for about six months now, she was like, yes, I felt the same way. But just like anything else, this is a habit. Laughter is a habit. And so she's like, at first, I kind of felt like I forced myself to laugh. But when I started to do that, I felt like I started authentically laughing. Mm -hmm. And then That transpired more and more. And she's like, now it's so easy for me to do. So laughing is a really great example. But the same is, you know, how it is with communicating the signal of of safety or calm or ease or whatever it is that you are wanting to signal to the body. It takes time. And the more you take that pathway again and again, the more you begin to prune away old neural pathways associated to that stress cycle, you start to break it and form new ones that form a new or signal a new communication. And that takes time. So it is a commitment but it's absolutely worth it, especially for those of us who have experienced chronic symptoms for quite some time.
1: For sure. I um, I did a podcast with Dr. Cook, who's an endometriosis excision specialist. And he had said in that episode that almost every person that has endometriosis has some sort of like peripheral nerve changes because of like the inflammation and the pain signals that are being sent to and from your brain to those endometriosis lesions. So for somebody, like I'll give myself as as an example, um, I had like really bad left side pain because of endometriosis and adhesions trapping my bowel over kind of on my, by my sigmoid colon. Um, I had excision, had all of that removed. Everything was like freed up and the space in there was free, and I still get pain in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, not as often as I used to, but I still have those like signals that are wired to go to that area. If something like stressful happens, or I go through like a big life event um, mm-hmm. that causes a lot of stress and anxiety for me, that mm-hmm. is like the first place that I see pain. Um, and so for in terms of endometriosis. Like I know the brain retraining can be so helpful, especially number one, because of that, but also mm-hmm. endometriosis is an inflammatory condition. So like you said at the beginning, if there's inflammation, you probably need this. So for somebody that does have endo, what would you like recommend? What are some like things that they can start doing today to help minimize that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, first to touch on your point and Dr. Cook's point is like Mm -hmm. the peripheral nervous system is impacted. So the nervous system has two main parts and that's the central nervous system and then peripheral nervous system. And so the autonomic nervous system is actually part of the peripheral nervous system. And so is the somatic nervous system. So basically What we're doing is receiving information from our environments, including our bodies internally, and then externally, what's going on around us, whether something is dangerous or whether something is safe. So that's why you may notice in more stressful situations, oh, I start to feel that pain, right? Even though there may not be that structural issue, it's that your body's way of saying, hey, there's something dangerous present. And this is the best way we know to communicate to you that something dangerous is present. So it's a really interesting process. Our nervous system is is so beautiful and such a great way of telling us and warning us that something is wrong. Um, That said, it can get a little bit confusing because sometimes it can send us dangerous signals that aren't necessarily telling us the correct information that the thing is dangerous, right? And so that's when we get that misfiring and that miswiring going on. And that's okay. Again, it's it's designed to protect us. But as a result of so many things that could potentially be dangerous, um, that misfiring and that miswiring can happen. So, um, as far as people who are experiencing, you know, symptoms related to endo and you recognize, okay, there's this inflammation, um, you know, there's different etiology for endo, but you know, whether it is kind of this, um, genetic component or, you know, there's that, um you know, structural or whatever it is, we recognize that there is that inflammation. Okay. So how can I work on decreasing that inflammation and communicating a new signal to my body? And so, you know, this process, it does take time. And obviously this is something that I go into the structural piece of it um, in rewire. But things that are easy that you can start integrating today, a really good one is vagal toning. Mm -hmm. Um, The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve and It's this really long nerve that innervates so many different parts of your body, but it basically goes from the base of your brain all the way to your gut and innervates all these different um, organs and places in between. And so you hear a lot about the vagus nerve, polyvagal theory, um, a very kind of quick and easy way to... Signal a state of rest and digest is through stimulating it in a way um, that's pretty simple to come back to throughout the day. So one of my favorite ways to do that is through humming. So um, I like to sing or hum the happy birthday song twice. And you can do this throughout the day. So if you're seeing clients or if you're on back-to-back calls, taking you know just less than a minute to hum that happy birthday song twice before your next call. Um, you can also be more proactive about doing this during different parts of your cycle. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling that kind of you know, depletion, that drop in hormones, and you're you're just not feeling good, maybe like, you know, luteal phase into your menstrual cycle, being able to do this more often, and stepping into that place of like using this throughout the day to simply signal that sense of safety. Um, because it's natural that our bodies go through these different waves of danger and safety as a result of things like changing hormones. So what we want to do is support ourselves during that time. So that's another opportunity to also do things that make you feel good. And stepping out into nature, doing the humming in nature can be really beneficial. We know that being in nature actually is proven to increase serotonin um which is this hormone that really helps you to feel better feel more motivated feel more at ease feel more connected to your life and so when we're able to you know put our feet in the ground step out into nature and we even go through that process of humming um, that can be a really beneficial just quick tool to use throughout the day. So there are so many tools like that that you can start integrating into your life to start decreasing that inflammation and then feeling a little bit better and it's so important we deserve to feel better, right we, deserve to be in this place where we're making happiness, that habit, you know, we're making feeling good a priority. So that would be a good place to start. And then just allowing yourself to do one thing each day that brings a smile to your face. And so it can be as simple as lighting a candle. It could be as complex as taking yourself out on a date night (laughs) You know, or or taking a bath. There are so many things. These are and, and I like to give these examples because they're really tangible, especially talking on a podcast. It's really like go-to things that you can do. But what they all mean to you is that I am prioritizing myself and my well-being. So I teach structured tools on how to do this in Vital Side. But first, just creating a habit that self-care is a priority to you and that connecting with things that make you feel good is a priority to you can help you to start create some of these shifts and changes into your life and to get us into that place of safety more often. And sometimes it takes those incremental steps first. To start to see really massive shifts in our lives and our health and our well-being.
1: Beautiful. So eloquently stated. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes. So if you're listening to this episode and you need to go connect with Lindsay, which I highly recommend, she's got her website, Instagram, all of the things down in the show notes.
0: Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of good stuff there. You know, The, the best place to get more information is following me on Instagram at my vital side. I also have a podcast called Rewire the Podcast, and that offers a really... Um, great like wealth of information for you if you're kind of tapping into this information and you're curious and you're interested. But the one fact I will leave you with is that there is no separation between the brain and the body. If you are experiencing, let's just say hormonal dysregulation, it's so important to know it's not just the hormones. The reason why you're experiencing this hormonal dysregulation is a result of the brain-body communication. So I won't go into a lot of complex detail about it, but there's the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal access that basically the hypothalamus... Is sending a signal to your pituitary glands, which sends a signal to your gonads. So, for example, you know, your ovaries or your testicles in order to produce or secrete reproductive hormones like progesterone or testosterone. So I want to give this quick example because the hypothalamus is part of the limbic brain and it says, hey. We're getting information from the environment that something is dangerous, and it tells the pituitary gland, that hormone control center for the body, which then tells the body what hormones to secrete. The brain and the body are always in communication with one another. So when we begin to improve brain body communication, And we put ourselves in the driver's seat and we start to connect with our natural resilience. We start to harness our own motivation. Our bodies begin to respond. And it's a beautiful thing. So, if you leave with anything today, it's just that the brain and the body, they are not disconnected, they are not localized. So, how can you start to empower yourself to improve that communication and then watch your beautiful body do the rest?
1: Mm, yes. And I would also say, like if you are experiencing these kinds of symptoms, like Lindsay is proof, all of her clients are proof that you don't have to live in that forever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's a, a big point I I hone in on in my Instagram, on my Instagram, just because a lot of people with these chronic conditions, endometriosis, PCOS, any other chronic condition, a lot of times you just hear, well, this is something you'll just have to live for, with forever, you know, just get used to it, make yourself comfortable. I just don't buy it, you know, and <laughs> Like, like you said, I, I, I was told that with Lyme and I just didn't buy it. And I'm a bit of a rebel personally, probably as a result of trauma, we won't go there today, (laughs) but something that's been super helpful for me throughout my life. So when I heard that, I was like, hell no, I'm not going to just take that information and say that that's my, you know, truth that that's my future. And I think it's really easy to do because that's how a lot of people experience their chronic illnesses. So if you want to challenge that today, I encourage you to do that. And it can start with that brain body communication.
1: Yes. I love that you're a rebel. I, feel like <laughs> I am too. And I mean, I love that you. You have a podcast and that you created this program and you're out there helping people so they don't have to feel the way that you've used to feel. It's really empowering just seeing that example in you. And I mean that's why I do what I do as well. And I think it's funny before I was in healthcare because I'm an ultrasound tech um I would just take anything that any doctor told me as truth you know, because they wear the white coat and they have the authority and they went to medical school and they know everything. But something that, I mean, working in healthcare, and I mean, you are also a PA, like I'm sure that you see this as well. Like we're all just humans and people don't know everything. So because I had a doctor tell me that I was going to be infertile forever and then I had to live with all these symptoms forever, didn't necessarily have to be true, but I didn't realize that until I guess I started also being a rebel and wanting to take my health into my own hands.
0: Yeah. I think, thank you for sharing that. And I I think that so many of us in this space, that's, that's who we are. You know, I, I get daily asked from like medical practitioners. They're like, how did you create this? Like, I want to do something like this. Right. Because we we've seen the mainstream medical model and we've seen the disempowerment that happens. And we're like, no, that does not have to be my story. How can I create something different? And chances are, for those of you listening today, you are also rebels in your own healing journey. And I'm like, yes, that's amazing cheering you on because you know your body better than anyone else, better than any practitioner is Going to know your body. So I know that can feel scary and it can feel weird, but it is true. And it's time to step into our own power and claim that for ourselves and be in the driver's seat of our healing journeys. Yes. And
1: your body wants to work with you to heal. It's trying so hard, it's just maybe a little dysregulated.
0: Yeah. And hey, that's okay. That's That's where we start.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Lindsay. You are a joy. I'm sure people listening have gotten so much information out of this. I really appreciate you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and tag me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I'd also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endopapes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit you deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis so I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the endo babe podcast